This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. The Springheel Saga continues. The Legend of Springheel Jack. Episode 1. The Terror of London. Written by Robert Valentine and Gareth Parker. for entertainment, so here we are. What would it be, the Oxford? The Pavilion? The Alhambra? No, wait. If you still want to take in a show, that's fine by me. But there's a small, rather agreeable pub round the corner that the stagehands use, and I might just have something for you better than anything the West End has to offer. If we hurry, we might just grab ourselves the chairs by the fire. Here we are. Mr. Rhymer. Oh, why, sir, if you're here to tell us one of your stories, then drinks are on the house. Oh, no, not tonight, good man. No, not tonight. But we're thirsty and hungry, and I'll sing for my supper the next time I'm in. Walk this way. Ah, now, isn't this nice? Truth be told, I'm in no mood for the music hall, and I don't really want to hold court with another tall tale. And if I'm especially honest, and perhaps this fine ale is all the excuse I need to be, sir, I'm getting rather tired of the bawdy fantasies on which I've built my fortune. But keep that under your hat. No. Tonight is no night for demon barbers or feasts of blood. It was on a night like this that the great story of my life just fell into my lap. It's a story unlike any other, for unlike all the others, this one actually happened. I was there. I lived it. In fact, I barely survived it. And sometimes, on nights like this, that story aches to be told. You strike me as the sort who knows the truth when they hear it. And for you, I'll take the risk. Tonight, dear friend, you're going to hear my one true story. The story of a legend. The legend of Spring-Heeled Jack. Picture the scene. The time, midnight. The place, high amongst the galleries and catwalks of Jacob's Island. That filthy Venice of drains. Below flows the loathsome slime of Folly Ditch, oozing like black blood through a diseased heart. Seven years have passed since our Jack first sent a ghostly shiver down the spine of the city. And on a dark, moonless night in 1845, a young girl runs, runs for her very life. Help! Somebody help me! 
girl was dead. But the story, the story was just beginning. What did I tell you? Scary Smith, right or kid? Inspector Garrick, guess who? Done. Inspector Garrick, I didn't expect to find you, eh? This isn't your patch, Smith. Well, it's not yours either, yet here we are. What have we got? It's not a pretty sight. Sergeant Scares? <sighs> Maria Davis. Pickpocket. Prostitute. 13 years old. Cause of death? Either she burned to death up there or she drowned down here. We can't tell which. And you think she was one of Dreadful Penny's mob? I know she was, damn it. Anything useful on her person? No. The dredger men found her. At the time the river police got here, she was picked clean. Any witnesses? If there weren't, who tipped you off? What's the consensus? At least a dozen people saw the killer pursue the victim to that gantry up there, where he somehow set her on fire. She either fell or jumped with the mind of putting herself out in the water. Did they give a description? Did they? The killer wore a metal helmet, a white oilskin tunic, and had metal claws and springs on his shoes. Yeah... I've been hearing that description more and more now. He also breathed fire and did so over the victim. So far we've managed to halt gossip that the Peckham ghost is back. But if you're spotted, that's as good as confirming it. People are frightened enough as it is. Springy old Jack's never killed before. Well, last time he has. What about that stain there? Which stain? That one. Hold on. Help me move the body. What's that smell like to you? Paraffin. Paraffin. Exactly. This girl wasn't killed by Springy or Jack. At least not mine. She's all yours. What, you're just going then? There's nothing for me here. Good luck, Inspector. You know, I'll never understand you, Smith. You're a good detective, but you're wasting your time chasing something that doesn't exist. You have your obsession, Garrick. Leave me to mine. Catching Dreadful Penny and catching a phantom with seven league boots isn't the same thing. Look after yourself, Garrick. You too. Poor man, beggar. Sergeant Scares. Sir? Tell Constable Fraser that Detective Inspector Smith may be eccentric, but he's also the best copper he'll ever set his eyes on, so I don't want him called Scary Smith or anything else other than Sir in my presence again. Is that understood? Yes, sir. Good. Now clean this mess up. Inspector? <coughs> oh, I didn't mean to startle you. <coughs> what are you trying to do? I'm terribly sorry. Who oh, the bloody hell are you? Oh, my card. James Malcolm Rymer. Freelance journalist for the News of the World. Not interested. Ah, also author of The Black Monk. Perhaps you've heard of it. Afraid not. Ada the Betrayed? No. My new tale, Varney the Vampire, is being serialised as we speak. Oh, wait. Varney the Vampire? Now, I've heard of that one. You read it? No. Oh. Well, I'm not just a writer, you know. I'm also a civil engineer and editor of the Queen's magazine. Good for you. They say the girl who was killed last night was murdered by Springheeled Jack. That's why you're here, isn't it? I'm going home, Mr. Rhymer. You are Detective Inspector Jonah Smith, aren't you? The policeman sworn to capture Spring-Heeled Jack. 
The same Jonah Smith of Scratch Row who arrested Thomas Milbank at Old Ford. That wasn't me. That was James Lee. But you are Smith, aren't you? And this is your professional opinion that Spring Hill Jack has returned. Push off. Thank you for your time. Great things grow from small beginnings. And on that twilight morn, neither of us had any inkling that we would soon be thrown together in the adventure of our lives. Seven league boots. Cheeky sod. All right. Hello, Joe. Take a seat. Thank you. I... I didn't expect I'd ever see you again. Well, here I am. Drink? No, thank you. It's been a long time, Charlotte. I know. Seven years. I know. You look, um... You wonderful. look... Wonderful. Yeah, well, like I said, it's been a long time. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. More than you can imagine, I... I didn't mean to startle you, Joe. I'm sorry. That's all right. It's been a day for it. And you didn't startle me, you just... So, where have you been? Europe, mostly. Paris, most of all. When did you get back to England? About a year ago. You've been back a year? Please, don't be angry. Angry? Why should I be angry? I came here because I have news for you. News about... him. Him? Of course. Why else? I think I found him. <laughs> Do you know how many people say they've seen Springy Old Jack in the last six months alone? And he's not just here in London. I mean, he's everywhere. He's been reported from Northamptonshire to East Anglia to, to Cassiebury Park in Watford. I mean, when a mail coach gets held up, who did it? Springy Old Jack. When a girl doesn't come home one night, I mean, was she shacking up with a lad down the lane? No. She was ravished by Springy Old Jack. Give it up, Charlotte. I've chased his shadow down so many dead ends you wouldn't believe it. And if he ever did come back, I'd know. But he's gone. Far away. I should have given up years ago. But you didn't, did you? And neither did I. This playbill, which you're making a point of not asking me about, is for the Harlequin Players, a travelling theatre company. Take a look. You're quite right, by the way. He has been seen up and down the land, and I know why. Wherever the Harlequin players go, Spring-Heeled Jack follows. And I don't mean a highwayman in a silly mask. I mean our Jack. A creature with eyes of red fire and breath of blue flame. Look at their list of tour dates. Look at it. Any of them sound familiar? Northamptonshire, East Anglia, and Cassiebury Park, Watford. Do you think it's really him? 
after all this time? You said that if he ever came back, you'd know. It's not proof, but I have to hand it to you. It's the best lead I've seen in ages. Thank you. It wasn't all me. I had help. Help? Who from? In Paris, I met the most remarkable man. A genius. We pulled our resources and he went through everything, put it all together for me. Did he now? Do you remember my pendant? The Burning Truth? I'm not likely to forget it, am I? He believed that it was some kind of divination object and that Jack is using it to... to... Divine something? <laughs> yes. And now he's using it to divine a bunch of jugglers? Well, I... I don't know. I was hoping you'd help me find out. If this remarkable man of yours in Paris is so brilliant, why don't you ask him to get his hands dirty? Because he... No. Seven years may be a long time, Constable Smith. Detective Inspector. Congratulations. Seven years may be a long time, but the Joe I know would never have spoken to me like that. Yeah, well, he's not around anymore. So I see. Goodbye. Charlotte, wait. I'm sorry. Must be quite a disappointment, mustn't I? Oh, Joe. I've treated you quite wretchedly. No, you haven't. Just I thought perhaps you and I... Well, after all we went through together... This, uh, travelling theatre company, where are they now? Southwark. Southwark? Sunday down the road, then. They're performing tonight at the Fighting Cocks Inn on Bagganales Lane. Do you know it? There's not a cop around here who doesn't. It's a rough place, full of Irish. I've taken a room there. It's the closest I've yet managed to get near them, and I propose to do some snooping about. Meet me tonight at nine o'clock, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> What's so funny? Last time you said that, I didn't see you for seven years. Until tonight, then. Until tonight, Miss Fitzrandolph. Detective Inspector. All right, Skills. Let's knock it on the head. Eel pies are on me. Oh, doubt, Garth. Look at this. What have you found? Half a playing card, Gov. Well, I'll be. The two of clubs. Where was it? In the victim's hand. Her fist was burnt shut, but I broke her fingers easily enough, and there it was. Good work, Sergeant. You picked me right off the idea of eel pie, but very good work indeed. Some sort of clue, ain't it, Gov? That it is, lad. That it is. What do you reckon it means? It means that Sergeant Scales, that someone somewhere, has the other half. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry?
Charlotte. You are wonderful. Hello, hello. Me, Mr. Rhymer. Rhymer, you bloody idiot. I could have killed you. What the hell are you doing following me? Uh, research? For what? I really don't see. Do you want to spend the night in a cell? I'm writing a book. Book? Well, not just any old book, but a, a thrilling account of your former exploits. <clears throat> the Leaping Shadow. Or The Adventures of Spring Heeled Jack. You what? Springheel Jack's a big crowd pleaser. And this could really put my name on the map. The civil engineering's just a day job. Mr. So Rhymer. I. Yes? Stop following me. Actually, I was hoping that perhaps we could get better acquainted. Why? Why? Because you're Jonas Smith. Goodbye, Mr. Rhymer. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, Smith, wait. Hear me out. I need a story. And my goodness, do you need someone sympathetic to tell yours? What do you mean? You're Scary Smith. That's what everyone calls you, you know. A once promising policeman turned notorious crackpot, the laughing stock of Scotland Yard. If you're trying to... Or are you really the one man who's refused to turn his back on the greatest terror the city has faced in a generation? I know the answer to that. And I'm in a position to present your side to the public. Smith... You do know what spring Jack is, don't you? What? Bums on seats! His mystery, romance and adventure and the greatest story of our age. And every story needs a hero. And that's me, is it, Mr. Rhymer? I'm a poor choice for the part. Leave that judgment to your official biographer. Well, it's been a while since anyone tickled my ribs, Mr. Rhymer. Come on, then. But the drinks are on you. And now, the Harlequin Players presents the tragical comedy, or the comical tragedy, of Punch and Judy! (laughs) Oh, the magic of the penny gaff. If all the world's a stage... Then London, in those heady days, was a theatre. In every alley, acrobats tumbled, jugglers juggled, and knees uh, trembled. In every tavern, rich and poor rubbed shoulders, amongst other things, in pursuit of pleasure and excitement. For a penny at the door, every play and show was your gateway to a world of wonders. Stay close. Don't worry, I shall. Two points. Oh, it's your eye. That's right, Mr. Punch. You've been a very wicked man, and it's time for me to jump on you. I'm looking for Miss Fitz Randolph. She's lodging here. Who? The red-headed lady. Haven't seen her tonight, sir. Your points. Thanks. Rhymer, pay the man. Of course, 
Oh, and Rhymer, while we're here, keep your purse inside your pocket. Penny's dreadfuls work this manner, but the slickest pickpocketing operation in London. Oh, sound advice, Mr. Smith. Mr. Punch, prepare to meet your doom! Quite a crowd tonight, landlord. Them harlequin players are in. You missed their fortune teller, Madame Malabar. But next up's the magic act, and then they're going to perform Murder in the Red Barn for us. Murder in the Red Barn, eh? They any good, these harlequin players? They'd like to see the back of them, sir. Why's that? They're bad luck. Here comes the punch and Judy man now. Double gin, landlord. Well, 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 if it ain't the wandering Jew... Not another drink, Professor, until you pay for the last lot. Charming as ever, Mr Fogarty. You don't accept potatoes by any chance. Ah, bloody har. I thought it was the devil who gets beaten up by Mr Punch. Oh, the devil's old news. These days the punters want you-know-who. Liked the act, did you? You're not bad. I've had fainter praise, friend, but thank you anyway, Mr... Smith. Jonah Smith. Jonah Smith? The policeman? The same. And this is my associate, Mr. Rhymer. Upcraft, your drink. Your reputation precedes you. Professor Elijah P. Hopcraft. Professor? Not an academic qualification, I'm afraid, but hard-earned nonetheless. No Punch and Judy man can call himself a professor until he swallowed his swaddled at least twice. Swallowed his what? It's the thing you put in your mouth that makes the voice for Mr. Punch. That's right. See for yourself. It's a simple... It's funny. I only had it on me a moment ago. Oh, never mind. Got another one upstairs. Cheers. Cheers. Here on business, are you? Social call. I'm supposed to be meeting an old friend. Pity. I was half hoping you were here on account of your infamous quarry. Just when I thought things were going to get interesting around here. And now, gentlemen, an act I know you've all been looking forward to. What's on next? Magic Act. The Great Progesto. Looks popular. Just you wait and see. May I present a man known to many as the great wizard of the black country. Conjurer to kings and queens, dukes and owls. The great Majesto and his lovely assistant, <laughs> Lizzie You see, Mr. Smith? I do indeed. She's very, um... Very. Isn't she just? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, I shall perform for you a magical experiment known as the Vanishing Lady. Lizzie, my lovely assistant, will step behind this enchanted curtain and her corporeal form shall disappear. Make her clothes disappear, mister. And as you can see, this is a perfectly ordinary curtain. Take your clothes off, Lizzie. Go on, show us what you're made of. Lizzie, would you please step behind the curtain? Come on, Lizzie, give me a kiss. You want a kiss, do you? Kiss me. All right, close your eyes then. 
time we left before I'm forced to get involved in my professional capacity. That's a very good idea. Good night, Professor. Rhymer, I'm off to find Charlotte. I'll come with you. Hey, if it's all the same to you, I'd rather see her by myself. You stay here, watch the play. Fill me in on the parts I miss. All right, lads. All right now. All right, all right. Break it up. <laughs> a little hash, if you please. And now, I have the pleasure to present tonight's main event. A tale of blood and terror, of evil and violent death. The murder in the Red Barn! <laughs> Thank you! Thank you! Welcome all to Hear Our Yarn, the murder in the Red Red Barn. A tale of fear, a tale of death. A tale to chill and snatch your breath. As our story begins, the sweet and innocent Mariah Martin is waiting for the return of her beau, the infamous William Corder. Oh, oh what can be the cause of dear William's absence? He promised oh, no. to be here by breakfast. This is the version by Thomas Peckett Pressed. Not an admirer, Mr. Rhymer. Uh, let's just say it's not a patch on mine. William is dear to my happiness. My every hope of life, of future joys, is centred in him. But alas, my heart forebodes some evil. Ethel, a word in your shell like. That's Madame Malabar to you, Mr Snitterfield. You're Madame Malabar when you're communing with the spirits. But when the spirit in question smells of juniper berries, you're plain old Ethel Jenkins. I've no idea what you're talking about. And you're supposed to be a psychic? You slurred your way all through tonight's show, you know. It's not good enough, Ethel. You better come right out and tell me what you're incinerating. In short, my artists perform sober or they don't perform at all. So save your gin for the road. Got it? You insult me once too often, you know. Oh, I know, Ethel. <laughs> I know. I didn't think we were going to get off that stage in one piece, Cuthbert. Well, we've survived another night. Next stop, Bartholomew Fair. I come bearing missives. Lizzie, someone left this note for you down at the bar. Don't worry, I haven't read it. The handwriting's too small. Close the door on your way out. Hold on, my girl. About your fisticuffs. We're getting the cost of the damages you caused deducted from our takings tonight. The damages I caused? It wouldn't happen if you didn't book us into these dives. I don't want to hear it. You're a magician's assistant, Lizzie, not a prize fighter. And with our luck, it's a miracle we get booked at all. If anyone wants me, I'll be down in the bar. Lizzie, you haven't seen the paraffin, have you? It wasn't in the secret pocket of my cloak. I needed it for the big finish. Had to use a smoke bomb instead. Lizzie? Hmm? The paraffin. Have you looked in your cloak? Yes, I have, but... Uh, my dear Lizzie, 
Whatever's got into you this evening? It's nothing. Then stop it this instant. I have something rather wonderful to tell you. It's about the letter that I received this morning. <laughs> Lizzie, my dear child, what's wrong? It's nothing. Now, what is it? What is it? You can tell me. You know that. Someone I knew. A girl. <laughs> she died last night. I heard a whisper this morning, but I doubt it weren't true. Oh, I'm so sorry, my dear Lizzie. Uh, have a handkerchief, my dear. Are you going to be all right? I always am, ain't I? <laughs> oh, brave girl. So what's your news, then? Oh, it, it, it can wait. No, please. I'd like some good news. It's an invitation to perform for a rather important person. Can I read it? Only if it cheers you up. Dear Mr Leach. Oh, my Lord! We're going to perform for the bloody Queen! And Prince Albert, my girl. Oh, I can't believe it! How did Oscar fix it? He didn't. That's what's so marvellous, Lizzie. Her Majesty sought me out after all these years. Oh, oh Cuthbert, this is incredible. Hang on, are you saying Oscar don't know yet? I would have told him already, but uh, he's far too entertaining when he's in one of his moods. Did I ever tell you about the time I performed for Her Majesty on her 16th birthday? Only two or three hundred times. Oh, well, once more won't hurt you. Sir John Conway was away on business, and in a rare moment of kindness, or weakness perhaps, the Duchess of Kent permitted the young Victoria to see a magic act and summoned me to perform at Kensington Palace. In those days it was Elspeth and me, newly married, and so happy, and so honoured, and so nervous. <laughs> we did the inexhaustible bottle, and I pulled rabbits out of my hat. Elspeth was so beautiful, and the princess was enchanted. Even the Duchess of Kent looked like she was enjoying herself. And then afterwards, Princess Victoria told us it had been the happiest afternoon of her life. She couldn't know, of course, but it had been ours too. Oh, Cuthbert. And now it seems she wants us to share that memory with Prince Albert. If only Elspeth had lived to see me now... She'd have been so proud of you, like I am. Oh, bless you, Lizzie. It'll be a happy day, and then afterwards we shall go on a world tour. Things will be different from now on. We'll visit America, Europe, even Russia. And then perhaps I'll go back home and erect a theatre of my very own, and we'll never have to travel again. Sounds wonderful. Well, I feel so awful at the way we've had to live. It's not the life I promised you, is it? You've given me a wonderful life, Cuthbert. Picking your pocket off those years ago was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> well, what else could I do with you? You were tiny, hungry, and had a preternatural gift for ledger domain. <laughs> you going to perform the same tricks for Her Majesty as last time? Oh, I don't think so. I'm working on something new. Sorry to bother you, the door's open. Not intentionally, Peeler. Blimey, you must be a mind reader. Nah, I can just smell a copper a mile away. Well, don't worry, miss. I'm here on personal. Oh, and I hoped you were here to arrest me. Why? You haven't done anything illegal, have you? All the time, love. I'm a right proper criminal mastermind, me. Well, I'm looking for the lady from the room next door. You wouldn't happen to have seen her. Actually, I just have. Joe. Charlotte, I've been looking everywhere. 
Let's go outside for some air. Thanks for your help, miss. I enjoyed your act. And your left up. Well, she certainly dragged him off in a hurry. Some girls get over like, don't they? Willie, you're, you're not be long. <laughs> no, dearest. I'll be there too soon for you. How well this pent-up soul assumes the garb of smiling love to give my fiend-like thoughts the prospect of success. Bless you, William. Bless you. And may heaven prosper you in everything. No. Tis hell must guard me now. This way. Charlotte, why don't you start by telling me what's wrong? Outside. Why? Because I don't want anyone inside to hear us. Why'd you kiss me? Because I should have done sooner. Joe, I've been an utter fool and you're the only one who can help. Listen very carefully. It's about the man I knew in Paris. Hide! Hide my thoughts within your black abyss. Her very shadow moves a scorpion in my path. The deed were bloody, sure, but I will do it and rid me of this hated plague. The red barn is the spot I fixed on to complete my purpose. Everything is ready to inhume the body. That disposed of, I defy detection. Ha! <laughs> I have to warn you. He has the most brilliant mind I've ever encountered. But now I realise that's what makes him so dangerous. What's his name? Joe, you must listen. I told him everything, and now we are in terrible danger. What mean you, William? Your lips quiver. Your limbs tremble. There is a wild look in your eyes that appalls me. Speak, speak, and ease my tortured breast. Tis time the mask should fall, and you know me as I really am. Mark me, Mariah. I brought you here not to marry you, but to keep the murder of our child a secret. And by heaven. You shall never quit this spot alive. Oh, wretch! Oh, wretch! I have trusted in such a fiend, villain, traitor. I will die first. Your blood be upon your own head. Charlotte, what's his name? He has several names. But in Paris, he called himself... Charlotte? Joe! Charlotte? What was that noise out there? Charlotte! Oh, mercy! Mercy, William! Do not harm me! Spare me! For my child's sake, spare me! Murder! It is in vain! You know my purpose! Prepare! Spare me! Mercy! Thou diest. Where are they all going? Bloody cheek. Joe, listen to me. There's a box. It sings for those that can hear it. Find it first. Follow the white. Or you'll scare. You must find it first. No! Help! Help! Murder! Hey, you! Somebody call the police! 
Please stay where you are, Sonny. We'll call the police on you, all right. That's the man! He killed her! Wait! Get back! Go away from me! So Smith Bran, a dozen Irishmen hot on his heels, and poor Charlotte's blood still warm on his hands. Death in the night, and Jonah Smith on the run, and the key to this mystery. Ah, well now that would be telling. Suffice to say, there was one witness to the frightful scene who saw all, and said nothing. You have been listening to episode one of The Legend of Springheeled Jack, written by Gareth Parker and Robert Valentine. The Legend of Springheeled Jack starred Christopher Finney as Jonah Smith, John Holden White as James M. Reimer, Jessica Dennis as Charlotte Fitzrandall, Josephine Timmins as Lizzie, Andrew Shepard as Hopcraft, Neil McCormack as Inspector Garrick, Philip Lawrence as Sergeant Skears, David Benson as Fogarty, Neil Frost as Makepeace, Matthew Woodcock as Thackeray, Ashley Maguire as Ethel, Jane Dee as the Copycat and Mr. Punch, Karina Reeves as Maria Davis, Silas Hawkins as the West End landlord, Constable Fryser and the drunk Irishman, with Jeremy Stockwell as Oscar Snitterfield and Nicholas Parsons as Cuthbert Leach. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Casting was by Jack Bowman. It was engineered by Tashari King and Sam Gammon at Alchemia and by Matt Walters at Quint Studios, London. Editing and sound design was by Benjamin Osborne. Creature effects were designed and created by Richard Lightman at Morang Studios, Andrew Swan and Tashari King. The opening and closing themes were composed and performed by Francesco Quadraropolo, with incidental music by Cameron K. McEwen. It was produced by Marielle Ranega Temple, Robert Valentine, and Gareth Parker and directed by Robert Valentine Next time I just got a wad. I've known the man five years and I never thought he was capable of this. Just got to think. Is he a dangerous fellow, do you think? Yeah, and it's all over the newspapers too. Let's get after him then. Take away everything else and I'm still a copper. Next stop, Bartholomew Fair. Oh, yes. I think I need to sit down. You will be faced with a dilemma. Helping me can be dangerous, you know. Danger is what the public wants. You never know what's around the corner. The mists are parting. The Legend of Springheeled Jack. Who are you? Episode 2 The Carnival of Horrors. You're the mansion you're in Paris. Please visit wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more productions.